Thank you for downloading the Walking On Air podcast. Before I begin, I would like to thank the three fantastic sponsors of this podcast. Where are you going on holiday this year? Will you be exploring the mysterious moorlands of Dartmoor or the lovely lakes of the Lake District? Perhaps you would like an adventure in Andalusia or an autumnal wine walk in Sicily or Spain. Do you want to return to the roots of Nordic walking and have a go at cross-country skiing in Norway? Or are you looking for a challenge walk somewhere further afield in Africa, India or Canada? You can find holidays to all these incredible destinations and many more at walkingwomen.com. Local women guides provide in-depth knowledge of each area and will encourage you to walk a little longer and walk a little higher. Use the discount code WOA23 to get a £50 discount off your next walking holiday. Walking women take care of the organisation so you can take care of yourself. The next sponsor is the go-to supplier of brilliant Nordic walking poles. Nordicwalk.store is the leading independent online retailer of quality Nordic walking poles in the UK. Always warm and friendly, I can vouch for the fact that you will get excellent customer service in their capable hands. Nordicwalk.store will deliver Lecky and XL poles the next day anywhere in the UK and if you need advice about which pole is right for you, then contact Paula, who is always happy to help answer your questions. And finally, have you ever considered turning an activity you love into your actual job? If you enjoy being outdoors, meeting new people and staying fit, why not train to become an instructor yourself? British Nordic Walking offers internationally recognised high-quality instructor courses and provides amazing ongoing support for its instructor network. If this sounds tempting, then you can book an instructor training course with a £25 discount if you visit www.britishnordicwalking.org.uk, click on the Train With Us tab and book using the discount code WALKING23. I trained with British Nordic Walking back in 2014 and it provided me with all the information I needed to start teaching and gave me the confidence to set up as an instructor on my own. As a British Nordic Walking instructor, you too will benefit from ongoing support from the community and CPD opportunities to enhance your own knowledge. Further details, discount codes and links to the sponsors' websites can be found in the show notes. Hello, I'm Mary Tweed, an instructor with British Nordic Walking, and I'd like to give you a big welcome to Walking On Air, the podcast for the Nordic Walking community. Here we talk to experts and learn about the benefits of walking in general and Nordic walking in particular, as well as other great tips for well-being and improved health. Today I'm talking to Gareth Davis from Staffordshire Nordic Walking. Now I'm very excited to have Gareth on the show, as it's not every day that I get to speak to a gold medal winning world champion. Not only has Gareth won 10 National Nordic Walking Championships here in the UK, but in 2019 he trained and led a British team to win the Nordic Walking World Cup in Estonia. He himself came first in the male Masters category. He had been due to take a team out to the 2020 World Cup in Latvia, but the pandemic put those plans on hold. 
Gareth has trained people across the whole spectrum of Nordic walking, from those who are stepping into exercise for the first time, right up to the elite athletes at the top of this sport. In our conversation, Gareth busts the myth that Nordic walking is simply a gateway activity for people who are new to exercise, or looking for a gentle class. He reminds us that Nordic walking was conceived by the Finnish Olympic cross-country ski team, who were looking for a way of working on their fitness in the summer months. By far the highest VO2 max numbers, the best measure of cardiovascular fitness and aerobic endurance, are achieved by cross-country skiers, and in this interview you will hear that Gareth himself has recorded a high measure through Nordic walking alone. Welcome, Gareth, to the Walking On Air podcast. It is wonderful to have you with us today. Thank you. Um, Nice to be here. uh, How are you at the moment in lockdown? I'm fine. I've been doing Nordic walking throughout, on and off. Uh, It's needless to say it has has sort of um, made me very aware of the need to stay emotionally and physically fit and to use all the sort of um, skills that I've learned uh, in physical activities over many years, but especially Nordic walking, it seems like a, it's almost like a, like your favorite teddy bear to go back to. It's, it's a comfort blanket. And sometimes until you're exposed to situations like this, you don't actually realize some of the things that Nordic walking means to you, me personally. And it's been, a, it's actually, it may sound a bit of a cliche, but it's been a big source of comfort to know, that is something that I can go back to again and again and again, not just at a competitive level, but at a, at a, at a almost like a like a nurturing, self-nurturing level as well. And and that's been something that I've noticed within myself during the whole lockdown experience. So would you say it's helped you more from your mental well-being point of view during this lockdown than for your physical fitness? I would say so. For me personally, because uh, a lot of the stuff that I do can be quite tough and um, it's been nice just to by my standards take a bit of a back backward step and just to enjoy it for the the social and the personal sort of well-being things so it's it's demonstrated to me the versatility of it once more. I'd like to start right at the beginning really and go back to what your sporting background was before you discovered Nordic walking. Sure. My sporting background was influenced heavily by my mum and dad uh, and my stepdad. My, both my dad and my stepdad were both physical training instructors in the armed forces. And my mum was a uh, prima ballerina. My dad uh, also played football professionally for Port Vale, Stoke City, uh, Shrewsbury Town. So I really couldn't get away from it as I grew up. I became karate black belt at the age of 21. Um, wow. I became a scuba dive, instru- wow. scuba dive instructor and then I was fortunate enough to win I think it's about 10 national Nordic walking challenges with British Nordic walking uh, and then finally winning the World Cup with a team as well as well as myself individually that was in 2019 uh, also becoming the master personal trainer GP exercise referral and weight management specialist in nutrition it's kind of rounded everything off and drawn it all together really but that's that's been my influence um I've done sport as you can imagine with all that I've been doing sport from well from a very early age uh and then the formal individual qualifications and skills that I've acquired along the way has spanned probably from the age of 15 up to present day and I'm still fortunate enough to be to be winning things and achieving things so it's 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 like a lifelong passion 
That's great. So can you remember the first time you came across Nordic walking and what did you think about it? Yeah, um, I think it was about, I can't remember, it was 2009 or 2000, 2010, it might have been. And I, I was sat watching breakfast TV um, and there was a feature on a group of Nordic walkers in Birmingham. It was a really cold morning and I saw a gentleman taking a group around a park with sets of poles and I just thought it was hiking to begin with and then when I looked at it I thought well that looks like cross-country this cross-country scheme thing they do you know in the Winter Olympics and I, I did a bit of digging and did a bit of research and I found this thing was called Nordic walking and it is effectively cross-country skiing without the skis and without the snow and I thought well this looks really good and I went and had a taster at Nottingham University with Catherine Hughes yeah, and um, I was completely amazed how it made you feel as if you were working every muscle from the neck down. But the next day, I didn't feel stiff, which is stereotypical of many new sporting things that people do. And they, they oh, you know, that that really that's really sore. I'm not going to do that again. And I thought, well, this is really clever because as you get older, the key to keeping fit is not getting injured, and I think if you really feel stiff, it tends to put people off before they've even started. And I thought, well, this is really good. So I, I actually decided fairly quickly to um, to go and become an instructor in this because I was so impressed. And I could see the scope for it and that people of all ages and all backgrounds, as long as they could walk, they would be able to do this. And that was something that really struck home really hard with me. And what would you say are the main benefits for you personally? And then what are the benefits for your clients, would you say, that you have witnessed firsthand? I didn't set out with the intention of becoming an instructor. I was subconsciously looking for some for an activity that would see me through into my more mature, mature years, uh, should we say. So I, I was looking for that activity. And I found that with Nordic Walking for me before I even decided to become an instructor. When I started teaching Nordic walking, uh, it, was a, it was a superb vehicle for me to witness other people's self-esteem and their physicality develop. It was, a, it was just superb to do that. And, it, and because it's so universally accessible by people, I was touching on people from, from I think the youngest I've ever taught was an eight-year-old up to people in their 80s. It got me extremely fit. I mastered the full technique and made it my business to understand and develop my, my stroke, should we say, using the fullest possible technique to, to reap the full benefits. Because as you can appreciate, the better your stroke is, you're multiplying it so many times when you go for a walk, the quicker you will reap the rewards. I always say to people when you learn Nordic walking, to learn the full movement and empathize with it, and then you allow your fitness to develop into that. Just by the virtue of the fact that I was teaching a lot, my fitness developed very quickly. And I find myself entering challenges through British Nordic walking found that I was actually pretty good. And that fed into my self-esteem and, and, and everything else. And I just did more and more and more. But at the same time, because Nordic walking spreads the workload across your whole body, I, didn't, I never got stiff. I never got an injury to this day, touch wood. Um, and that is, that is kind of unique to Nordic walking because I walk pretty much every day without suffering any ill effects or feeling drained or any of that. So that in itself is a good reason to Nordic walk. It encourages adherence to exercise because of those, those very things. 
It makes um, it more enjoyable, doesn't it? If you're not suffering any negative side effects, it becomes a really pleasurable activity to do. Exactly. In terms of benefits to my clients, all the things that I would w- wish for from a form of exercise, so um, weight loss, superb vehicle for entry into exercise for people who are carrying a lot of extra weight because it's so gentle on the joints. It gives them confidence to get into exercise. I've got someone from 28 stone down to 14 stone. Um, That's a and they, it is, and that was in 18 months. They That's transformative used, of their life, really, isn't it? Well, it, it has done. Yeah. It has done. And so, so with that, their self-esteem grows, their enjoyment of life, they can get more out of each day. That's been extremely good for me to see. And then that opens up other possibilities. One of the things in terms of what they can do with exercise, so they, they might enter with Nordic walking, they may stick with Nordic walking, but that, that then gives them the confidence to do other things like resistance training circuits and stuff like that. And this is the magic of Nordic walking, that it can be done as a standalone activity and it can be done from couch potato to being a world cup gold medalist or it can be done for for rehabilitation people with knee replacements diabetes i've had clients that have been type 2 diabetic and then they found that their blood sugars have normalized um, through nordic walking there are so many success stories that i could share with you from couch potato right the way through to having a gold medal put around your neck i'd like to hear more about that because i think a lot of people listening today might not actually be aware that there is a competitive element to Nordic walking that anyone can take part in. So could you possibly explain firstly what competitive Nordic walking actually is? Sure. Yeah, it's a general misunderstanding I've found right the way through the 10 years I've been teaching Nordic walking that Nordic walking is just purely walking with poles. Competitive Nordic walking is being able to maintain the fullest, the fullest technique Mm-hmm. Um, over distance and at speed it's surprisingly challenging yeah. Um, yeah to give you an illustration or how challenging it can be my heart rate I think when I won the world cup in 2019 and uh, it was in a, a beautiful pine forest in Estonia probably about 30 miles from Russia and my heart rate I think reached about 180 gosh and so and that so- was held for an hour and seven minutes that's the equivalent so, of sprinting, isn't it? It's the well, it's 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 high. I mean, and that hasn't happened overnight. I've been training sort of for many years, but as I say, I've been able to train day after day with Nordic walk, not hard all the time, but different intensities to develop my, my body. And I'm 52 now, but I can honestly say it's the fittest that I've ever been. Competitive Nordic walking. I mean, if you take the World Cup as an example, they staged a 10 kilometer race, a 20 kilometer race. And they had marshals to ensure good technique. There were penalties if you didn't. So um, that was good to hear because it meant that there was a level playing field for everybody. And there was a, a good, good integrity and good standard about the whole event. And having traveled all the way from the UK, that was reassuring. The real ethos and the integrity of, of Nordic walking as something a lot more than just walking with poles. And it sets a, a good and a proper and a high standard, which was just brilliant. I'm right in thinking that you led a whole I did. Team, which you trained yourself. I did. So there were 10 of us. There were five, five men, five women. And we were all from Stafford. Cross-section of abilities. But I trained them using all my, my skills, all my, my master trainer skills and, and formats of training for, within Nordic walking for about six months. I used different methods. We did hill sessions. We did 
resistance training sessions that used exercises that would work the same muscle groups in, as in the walk, Nordic walking technique. So it, it, there was a blend. There was a cocktail of things that I used, but obviously right in the core of it, Nordic walking, everything and everything around building people's stamina. Um, so that when we all went out there and when we stood on the start line, we had that confidence to, to give of our all and it, and it worked. Yeah, well, it clearly paid off. So just, just share with me what it was like the instant that you realised that you were the world champions. <laughs> I became the Masters world champion. The team was the fastest overall team. We had the fastest veteran and we had the second fastest Masters female. And there was actually a marathon, like a general marathon going on for walkers, whether they decided to walk with or without poles. So we, we actually finished our race. And we, we actually had to wait probably about two hours for the results because they were waiting for all the people to finish the marathon before we, we were told. And when we were announced as the overall winners, it was quite an emotional moment for me personally because I'd started my whole Nordic walking journey probably 10 years ago. I, I did get quite emotional. I had to walk off from my group, uh, not in a nasty sort of way, but I said, just, just give me a minute, please like this and had to walk off. And it was just a reflection. We all stood on the podium and we had the medals put round our necks. And it was just a surreal moment because it had taken us a long time and a lot of hard sessions in rain, snow, times when I hadn't particularly wanted to be there because I was shattered, um, but I still wanted to lead everybody. So I trained my team for six months. I gave my time every Saturday morning for free. So to stand on that podium for a minute, couple of minutes, and having gold medals put around our neck and having our pictures taken under the Union Jack as well was really quite emotional. It's something that I'll never forget. The people who came with me will never forget. When we walked back through the airport leaving Estonia, we had all the medals around our neck and we had a big Union Jack flag. And the whole journey from beginning training, which was in March, to the actual event, which I think was in uh, July, was just one of the best things I've ever done in my life. And the, the camaraderie we had and the pride we had to do it together, the first team ever from Great Britain. There were Japanese there, there were Italians, there were French, there were Spanish, there were Russians, there were Estonians. And the first time we'd been there from the UK and we won it. And I gather so, that you're looking for future champions as we speak at the moment to try and train up for other world championships uh, down the line? I am. We were due to go in 2020, but obviously the COVID stuff has all happened. Um, but the desire is still very strong to go out there with a new team, probably with some of the people that I took last time because they'll be keen to, to repeat what they did. I'm keen to repeat what I did personally, but I would like to take a, a much bigger team and continue and say, well, this is Great Britain's standard for Nordic walking. It's something that we can all take pride in. And just a, a mention to your listeners that you've got a good, a good benchmark, should we say now, to, to, to upkeep. What would you say is the biggest thing that you have learned in the time that you have been Nordic walking? What has it taught you? I think the, the biggest thing it's taught me, having done that with the World Cup, and it's, it's given me an appreciation of the versatility of Nordic walking, how it can reach the whole demographic, both in terms of geographic and physical ability. 
and the number of things that it can address in terms of physicality and emotional issues as well. I've been very fortunate to have achieved the things that I have with it. If someone had said to me 10 years ago by 2021, you'll have done this, 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 and this, you'll have got 14 stone off this gentleman or you'd have done, I would never have believed them. It has been, and I want it to continue to be the vehicle that it has has been for me. There's something I've learned. It's the complete versatility and the the, the magic of Nordic walking to reach everybody and and just be such a great vehicle for, for so many things. As lockdown looks like it's finally beginning to ease and a lot of people have discovered walking during the last year, could you tell people why Nordic walking is the most perfect post-pandemic workout to take part in? Yeah, I think um, on reflection, the, the lockdown has been extremely hard emotionally as well as physically. I remember during the first lockdown, I, I went to um, a place in Stafford called Cannock Chase, which is a very big forestry area, and there was virtually no one around. And it made me realise just how, how valuable Nordic walking has been to me emotionally. And it just kind of somehow recharges your batteries physically and mentally. Post-lockdown, I think everybody's looking to almost draw in a big breath of fresh air into their lungs, metaphorically and realistically as well, reconnecting with nature and reconnecting with, with friends and family sort of socially. And I think exercise generally is such a, a, a nourishing way of, of nurturing ourselves. It is a perfect way. It's safe. It's outdoors. So low-transmission rates. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, as I say, I'm a master personal trainer, and um, I won't be rushing back to the gym anytime soon. I've kept myself extremely fit. So I think it's a golden opportunity to shout about the the benefits of outdoor exercise, and Nordic walking is just superb for it. That's great. Well, thank you very much, Gareth, uh, for joining us today on Walking On Air and sharing both the benefits of Nordic walking for people starting out a a whole new exercise regime right through to the elite athletes who you have trained and seen crowned winners of the Nordic Walking World Cup. It's been really lovely to have you on here today and uh, for sharing your wisdom with us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Enjoyed it. That was Gareth Davis from Staffordshire Nordic Walking. You will be pleased to hear that he has been recognised for his work in leading a World Cup winning team by being nominated for the Local Hero Award to be announced at the Commonwealth Games in Birmingham in 2022. As he mentioned in the interview, he is hoping to take a mixed ability team from the British Isles, including people with disabilities, to a future World Cup. If anyone listening would like to contact him about training, then please contact him through his website, staffordshirenordicwalking.com. I really hope that you enjoyed Walking On Air and that it has inspired you to get outside. If you have any questions about Nordic Walking or a story that you want to share, please get in touch by emailing hello at walkingonairpodcast.co.uk. Thank you so much for listening, and if you have enjoyed doing so, then I would be extremely grateful if you could spare 30 seconds to like and review this podcast on the platform that you listen on, and hit the subscribe button. It will help spread the word about Nordic Walking and about this podcast. Do join me next week.
And finally, before I go, I would just like to thank this episode's sponsors, British Nordic Walking, NordicWalk.store and Walking Women. Their support enables our community to share knowledge and learn together.